Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is doing what she does best. As a young girl, she was scolded for talking too much to her neighbors in class. After years of trying to be quiet, she discovered that speaking up about taboo topics is her strength. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. She is a wealth psychology expert who has helped thousands of advisors and clients communicate more effectively about money. Now, listen to Kathleen as she assists today's guest in busting their favorite money myth wide open. I am so excited to welcome Brittany Castro back to Breaking Money Silence podcast series. Brittany's been a guest before, and she was so phenomenal to chat with that we thought we'd have her back. So let me tell you a little bit about her in case you didn't catch the first podcast. Brittany is the founder and CEO of Financially Wise Women, a Los Angeles-based financial planning firm whose mission is to teach women and couples the art of managing their money the fun and simple way. As a certified financial planner and speaker, Brittany works with busy professional women and couples who are ready to make their finances work for them and use their money to live the lives of their dreams. That sounds good. Uh, you may have seen Brittany. Uh, she's on TV and in some uh, major publications. You may have seen her on CNN, uh, CNBC, or CBS. Or you may have read an article or two of hers in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, or Glamour. Because she just loves spreading her wisdom about finance, entrepreneurship, and smart investing to the masses. Who does that sound like? That sounds a little bit like me. So welcome, Brittany, to the call. I'm so glad you could come and uh, bust a myth wide open with me today. Thank you for having me. I love talking with you about this stuff. Yeah, it's fun. And you approached me with a new myth you wanted to bust wide open. And it is spending is bad. And coming from a family where that was a family money message, I can't wait to hear what motivated you to pick this particular myth, myth to talk about today. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, I love this myth because I feel like a lot of people, especially women, have guilt when they spend money. And they have a lot of guilt when they spend money on themselves is what I find. And after being a financial planner for over 12 years, I've always um, seen the impact that investing in yourself can have on someone's overall financial health and success. So the reality is when you create a budget and you create a solid financial plan, you should make sure that you're allocating money towards spending in areas that you value most and that bring you happiness and joy in your day-to-day -day life. And for example, women, I think self-care is really important because we play so many roles in life. We really have to take a good care of ourselves, whether that's our mental health and taking courses or workshops or spiritual health and attending retreats or wellness um, workshops and even our physical health, you know, working out, eating well. And Instead of feeling guilty and thinking that spending is bad, you can reverse your your thought process and say, you know what, because I have a budget, because I have a plan, I'm going to spend 
and invest my dollars on these areas that matter most to me and feel good about it. And it's amazing how once you really start to embrace that new mindset of spending is good, it can really transform how you see money in general and and see money as a tool to live this life that you want and give you that spending power to use your dollars in areas you value most. It's so fascinating because the first thing that pops into my mind is being in my early 20s and feeling extremely guilty anytime I spent money on myself. Like if I bought somebody a present, I didn't experience the guilt and angst. But if I bought myself a new shirt or a blouse or a pair of shoes or you name it, um, I would feel extremely guilty. And what I found is that over time, when I worked on my relationship with money, uh, I learned to um, spend on myself that I actually felt better about myself and felt more at peace with my relationship with money. Um, I know everybody's different, but is that kind of the essence of what you're talking about? Definitely. And it's, it's, exactly what you're talking about of, you know, embracing it in a new way and seeing it as a long-term investment that will help you for the long haul. And I relate because, you know, I still face that guilt from time to time. Um, But it was something that like, you know, seven years ago, I remember in my you know, 20s, I was like, Oh, my God, no, I can't spend, you know, and I loved massages. And I I would, you know, find like a really good deal. But I would really feel guilty about spending it on a massage. And then I finally just started to read books and learn for myself, like, what do I really need to feel my best and operate my best. And actually, when I spend money on myself in these specific areas, I go out and make more money. So it was like, that practice and my own experience and then seeing it with other people that I was working and helping see it transform how they operate day to day and how it actually gives you more energy, more power to go out and make the money you want and manage the money that you're getting in a more uh, effective way. I, I really then started to believe it. And now I, you know, if I catch that little thought like oh gosh the guilt um i say you know what no i have a budget i have a plan it's okay to spend this and uh, and i'm consciously choosing to spend it because like what's the purpose of feeling guilty in life you know (laughs) (laughs) well there's appropriate guilt and there's inappropriate guilt and i think a lot of times what ends up happening is the inappropriate guilt that we're talking about here on the show i know that for people out there that that have very much a saving mentality or feel very um restrictive or scarce around money, their immediate thought might be, if I think spending money is good, it's going to get out of control. Like somehow, if I loosen up, it's really going to go to the other side and I'm going to be an overspender. How do you um, kind of address that in the work that you do? Uh, Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, that idea of saving and almost like hoarding money, you know, giving some sort of security is is good. I'm not saying that we don't want to save and invest our money, but I think it's a balance. And um, if you're completely on one side of the spectrum, you know, what might seem like so um, dramatic for you, it might not be that big of a shift. You know, even spending a little bit more on clothes, it might be a big deal for you. But if you looked at the grand scale, it might not be, you're not going to go to the complete opposite side. I mean, it's, 
it would be hard to do that. And if you did it, maybe it would happen for a little bit, but you would balance out. So I think the whole thing is be conscious and be aware and don't go in this whole strategy blindly and just start spending, you know, lavishly and not care. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, find a way to be with your money where you're coming from this place of abundance and there's more where that come from, come came from and you can enjoy your money today and in the future because it really is about this financial journey not a destination and I think some of the wealthiest people I know it doesn't mean they have like the most in their bank accounts but they live wealthy lives with their money meaning they manage it well so that they live in this like abundance mentality they trust that you know if they spend money more money is going to come they're not worried and hoarding money and like in the scarcity mindset so I think it's just a matter of really seeing like what is the underlying principle of spending and that balance between spending and saving your dollars. Well, and the two words that stand out for me are, are balance and the idea that it's part of an overall plan, that it's, uh, you point out that it's, first of all, it's, it's very, it would be very unique for someone to go from an opposite money personality, you know, from underspending to overspending. Uh, and I like what you say that even if you did it for a little bit, it wouldn't be forever. You'd catch yourself and you'd balance out and you'd learn something. So it sounds like it's all in the context of a plan um, and the idea of consciously spending and consciously setting aside um, dollars uh, or resources to be able to take care of yourself. Now, I know both of us are speakers and I totally think that when I take care of myself, um, whatever that means in order to save my energy and invest in a massage or um, it may even be, um, you know, getting my nails done or whatever it might be that helps me prep and feel good and relaxed before a keynote presentation, I actually do get more business out of it because I am at my best. Um, that may also be paying extra money at the hotel to work out at the gym if it's not included in my, in, you know, the overall fee. So I certainly can see that. Um, it sounds like you find the same thing that investing in yourself and certainly the clients you work with, especially women investing in themselves actually ends up having a very good return on investment, uh, both financially as well as emotionally. Totally. I totally agree because I think when you feel good, you do good and you're in that state of like being where things come into your life and you could see the opportunity and grab them um, as they present themselves and you're not like completely, you know, I just always picture this woman who's completely fried and drained and so exhausted that she could barely, you know, go through her day, let alone see the opportunities that are presented in front of her, um, but she misses them because she's so completely drained of energy. So, you know, I think as a woman, it's learning how to, I talk a lot about like feminine, feminine essence, like embrace who we are and women. I actually make the most money when I'm not sitting behind my desk, you know, plugging away at emails. It's usually when I'm living my life and finally let go of that business idea or the proposal or whatever. And all of a sudden, the next day, I return and the emails in my inbox with a business opportunity with money, you know. Um, but I've had to learn myself how to embrace that way of being and trust and along the way invest in myself, my knowledge, my well-being so that I can show up in the world in this capacity.
So before we get into specific tips for people who are listening on how to kind of embrace and, and uh, the new idea that spending is good and busting the myth that spending is bad, um, can you give me another client example? We've both, you know, shared a little bit about our experience around this myth, but give us some one or two other examples of how spending is bad can actually get in the way for a client. I'll give you an example that just comes up all the time in my business because I do financial planning. Um, and that's the idea of even spending to hire a financial planner. Um, so like, for example, I talked with a woman yesterday and she was like, you know what? Um, I don't know, like, when is the right time to invest in this fee and invest in financial planning. And I said, you know what? There's never the right time. I mean, intuitively, you'll probably know when you're most, you know, when that time is and you can't tolerate it any other way. But you also have to take the leap and invest in this relationship and invest the money and time and energy into a financial plan and working with me to create a budget and strategies. And you're going to see the results. And I know when people do it, my clients, when they actually do that, like, it's amazing, Kathleen. I know you know this, but like, they make more money and it doesn't take that long. Like, they'll get a job offer and, you know, that job's paying them 10 grand more a month or I'm sorry, 10 grand more a year or they'll start something on the side because now they have more confidence about what they actually need to save for their goals and now they have this clarity to go out and make it happen. So that in itself is a good example like investing even in a financial plan and hiring a financial planner. It is, you know, it's overcoming this idea like I don't have enough money to start or it's not the right time to start but when you really go for it, I've just seen it too many times to to disagree. Um, like things happen. You make more money. You save more money. You pre- you prevent yourself from making all those mistakes. And it, it's that type of constant, you know, investing in yourself that really makes a difference in the long haul. And, and I see it in different ways. I mean, not being a financial planner, but a- absolutely I see that. And a lot of times I see that with um, female entrepreneurs in particular who have trouble delegating because they think spending added money on an assistant or some consultant or a coach it, it might be, quote unquote, bad uh, for the business because they don't have the money. And then when they loosen up, it is amazing to see what ends up happening. Um, so if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, okay, I have this thought of spending money is bad. You two have convinced me at least initially to start thinking about having a new thought that spending money is good. Um, what are a couple of tips you can offer, Brittany, to get people started um, at embracing this kind of new philosophy? Well, the first tip I would say is you can definitely go check out the free video series I just launched. And I believe you'll link it, Kathleen. For I them. will. I love it. Yes. Yes. So the first video in this three-part series is all about creating your new money manifesto. And this is a lot in alignment with what we're talking about, which is creating this new money mindset, how you want to feel with your money, how you want to create a new type of relationship with your money, which is extremely important. You can have the best financial budget, the best financial plan in place, but if you don't have the right mindset and the right relationship with your money, none of that is going to stick long-term, and I'm all about long-term lifestyle changes. Um, So that is such like a a great way to start, and it's free, and I really 
created this with the idea that I wanted more women to know that there are tools and resources out there to help them. And really, there's no more excuses. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> there's no more excuses. I put it on the best silver platter. I delivered it free. So I don't know what else you want. Um, wow, that's a powerful it, tip number one. <laughs> a powerful tip number one. Just go watch the free video. And if you, know, if you pick up one thing from that video, I'm pretty sure your life will, will change for the better. Well, as um, you know, let me interrupt real quickly. I already yeah. shared with this uh, this with you offline um, I encouraged my niece who is uh, in her mid-20s and getting married uh, next year to participate in that free money call and another video came out today and I forwarded it to her so I am uh, I believe you that tip number one is take advantage of of this free learning that is so great yes I really am glad and it's really meant for women of all ages of all stages of life and um, I think the beautiful part about what I teach in these videos is it's pretty universal and I deliver it in a way that women can relate to and understand because I'm a woman and I get it. I'm just like, you know, you and I want to learn this stuff in a way that resonates with me. Um, and then I would say the second tip, which is kind of what you already alluded to, is ask for help. And I think especially for strong women who are out there doing lots of amazing things in life, you cannot ask for enough help. <laughs> I think like there's no limit, like constantly ask for help. And that does come with delegation and realizing you can't do it alone. And it's actually a lot more fun when you have a whole team and community around you supporting you and whatever goals you're working on or whatever you're, you're, you know, wanting to achieve in your life. And it might be uncomfortable at first to ask for help, especially if you're someone who's not used to that. But there are people out there who, who want to help you, willing to help you. I mean, there's all sorts of forums and Facebook groups and communities like yours and mine and um, where women really are coming together and supporting one another. And, um, you know, I think technology has really made a lot of resources available to a lot of people. And I think if you want something badly enough, it's, you know, if you put in the initial work, you'll you'll see that the help is right there, always, right in front of you. You just got to be willing to ask for it. And that's not always easy. But once you do, it, it can quickly come to you. Absolutely. In my first work workbook uh, on financial psychology called Creating Wealth from Inside Out, one of the uh, chapters and exercises is called Practice Receiving. And I uh, learned a little bit later than I would have hoped uh, that receiving help and receiving money or gifts is an okay thing. And it's interesting because once you have the mindset that it's okay to receive, more and more people are giving of you or more coaches pop up or more people to help you on your team. And as someone who's launching a book in the next two weeks, I can tell you it's a lot more fun this time around with an entire team to celebrate um, than uh, the first one, which was a great accomplishment, but I didn't have a team. So it, it's really nice to, to share both in your successes and in your struggles. So uh, definitely look at the free videos, definitely ask for help. Uh, any closing comments before uh, we tell people how to find out more about you and your services and, and certainly your speaking engagements that you do throughout the country? I would say one last thing, Kathleen, is just keep going. You know, it's ongoing. Um, as you embrace your financial journey in a new way, you'll find that there's always new challenges, <laughs> new milestones, new successes. So the moment you really see it as a journey and not some sort of destination, it really is, it becomes, I think, a lot more enjoyable. And your relationship with money entirely shifts to that of, 
okay, this is a lifelong journey. And like you said, I'm going to celebrate along the way and just feel good about everything that I'm working on and realize it's progress over perfection. I love those sayings, journey, uh, not a destination and progress, not perfection. Great words. We don't often hear them from certified financial planners or people <laughs> in your profession. So I love uh, this approach. And um, thank you so much for coming back on the show and um, you know, sharing your pearls of wisdom with us. If someone's out there listening and wants to know more about Brittany and her services or check out one of her uh, talks or see her on TV, Brittany, what's the best way to stay in contact with you or to find out more about what you're up to? Please come visit me at financiallywisewomen.com. And if you come to my main website, you'll see all the links to the social media, all the links to what we talked about, the videos, the courses, my services, the speaking. Um, and I love to connect. So you can find me. She does. We first met on social media and here we yes. are. Yes, here we are. Here we are. Well, thank you so much um, again for being on the show. And everyone, please check out the free videos. Uh, there'll be information uh, posted on my blog about that. And certainly go to financiallywisewomen.com. This is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Breaking Money Silence. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard, then check out more podcasts at BreakingMoneySilence.com or subscribe on iTunes.com. Need a fun, engaging speaker for your next event? Go to KBKWealthConnection.com and find out how to book Kathleen today. Be sure to share today's show so together we can break money silence for good.